Welcome back, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, depending on when you're listening to this. It is the 28th of December as I record it. And yes, we are back with your host, as ever, myself, Alex Connor, where we talk everything training, nutrition, lifestyle. You know all about it. And I guess the first thing is to acknowledge that I hope everyone had a good Christmas, despite all of the obstacles, shall we say, we've had to face this year. I think I speak for everyone when I say what a fucking year it's been. I mean, it's not necessarily been bad. I mean, perspective is everything and it depends on who you are. A lot of people have had it worse than others. That is normal. That is as always the case. But very much for me and the people around me, it has been a case of addressing issues and tackling, you know, problems and just tasks, not necessarily problems as well, that just needed doing. And it was a really good opportunity to address them, go in, fix them, revamp them and do what was necessary so we can build the fort stronger going forward into 2021. So I'm wishing you all the best from wherever you are listening in the world. I just want to thank you once again for everyone who tunes in, for everyone who shares, for everyone who comments, because we have exponentially grown since this podcast started now uh, over a year ago based on some of the statistics that I looked at that were sent to me and reviewed over this period of time. And it's definitely inspirational and very, very satisfying to see more people who are getting better knowledge not only from myself, but more importantly, all of the beautiful and very talented minds that I'm able to have on the podcast. So as I said on my post, for those of you who have seen it, let me know if you want to see any specific guests going forward into 2021. Who do you want to hear from? Who do you want me to get on the podcast? Tag them in. Let me know. I'll shortlist it. You know, send them a video, whatever it might be. Uh, it's always a case of the seven degrees of separation in terms of you're only seven conversations or seven people away from any single person you want to talk to. And the more people we get on the mic, in front of the mic, down the old ear holes, the better to share their knowledge, especially with people who have got a lot of value to articulate. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be big, obvious names. Oftentimes, it's the people you've never heard of who can drop those knowledge bombs and give you something that resonates with you and that's what it's about. As I've said in the beginning, for those of you who perhaps are a little bit newer to the channel, for me it's all about just getting into great conversations with people who are passionate about life, quite frankly. As you know, I broaden my horizons. I love training, I love nutrition. I believe that is a big part of happiness. It's a fundamental pillar um, because without it we would not have life. And I'm really interested in the lifestyle element, though, which is everything everything else, because in my industry, everyone just focuses on the training and nutrition. But as you know by now, or as you will come to find out, the lifestyle is going to depict your success in those realms. And it's super interesting. And I'm just a curious soul who loves to talk about those passions and explore the avenues and other lives of people who have lived and experienced different things to extrapolate some really, really interesting and key takeaways for all of you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Sincerely, I do appreciate it. I'm very grateful. I get to do what I love. 
And of course, tag away, share, let me know what you want to hear more of, because this is all for you guys at the end of the day. And selfishly, I get to ask those uh, questions I've always wanted to ask myself. Okay, so why are we here? What are we doing? Well, seeing as it's the Christmas period, and yes, I am in conversation with a few guests as always, but I thought, hey, you know what? It's that time of year where everyone's all over the show. Let's do a couple of solo podcasts. I generally do them very seldomly. I'll sprinkle them in between. Something I've mentioned that I will do a little bit more of, um, doing some deep dives on topics, but then also just kind of hitting the key points. So these ones are going to be a little bit shorter than your average interview style podcast. So for example, we're going to get in, we're going to pick a given topic and I'm just going to go in and make, you know, three to five or whatever points it may be and really do my best to stay on topic um, as much as possible so you can just get some juice as well. But obviously it is a podcast, so it's a little bit more long form. If you want the shorter form, that's more the Instagram, the YouTube vlogs, etc. And then the podcast is is going to be a little bit longer. So this week I wanted to talk about the missing links um, and we're not robots, which relates to not just Christmas because I didn't want to you know, pigeonhole it to that per se, but I wanted to make it applicable to any scenario, any sort of period where there is a little bit more flexibility, there's going to be more food, there's probably going to be more alcohol, there's going to be more calories uh, on offer. And a lot of people, they fear this. Now this, I went over a little bit in my Christmas vlog, and you'll see that on the Fearless Feasts. But I'm going to be a little bit more specific in this particular podcast. And I want to talk again from the perspective of lifestyle. I'm going to make it obviously relevant to nutrition. We're going to talk about that a lot, but I'm going to keep it layman's terms for for you. I'm going to keep it simple so you guys get what I'm on about. I'm going to use real examples because I think that's that's important rather than just using big fancy words, which most people don't know what they are. And uh, if anything, it's irrelevant anyway, as long as you understand the concepts and you can apply them. So with a sip of water coming up, there's a tip if you want to just lower that octave. Uh, now, keep the voice crisp, that's for sure. So my first point that I've got written down here is culture, culinary arts, passion, community, and connection. So what does that translate to? Well, my background is, as you probably guessed, British with this accent. However, uh, a large part of my family is in Italy. I'm a bit of a Heinz variety. I spent quite a bit of time there. I've been fortunate to do a lot of traveling all around the world. I would love to do a lot more once uh, the elephant in the room is over. And for me, being brought up in Europe, it's a lot different to my time here spent in, in the Southern Hemisphere when I moved here uh, to, well, when I moved to New Zealand, I was 10 and then I moved to Australia when I was 20. So I've done 10 years in England, 10 years in New Zealand, and 10 years in Australia. Where to next? We will see. So it is very different. And I found that generally the culture in Europe is a little bit more closer knit. Um, food is a big part of every culture, but it obviously differs depending on where you are. 
And for me, it was always a really big part of festivities. It's a part of connection. It was a part of building the community, especially in Italy. Obviously, they are famous for their beautiful food. And it's something that I think over here, just because the country is so young, or this part of the the world is so young, it can be more of a, um, a technicality or, or it's just something you do. Uh, it's like, yeah, let's just eat some food. Let's just let's just drink to get drunk. And I'm not saying that to everyone because there's a lot of European families here, there's a lot of South Americans, people from different parts of the world, and everyone gets together, but it, it's a little bit, it's different. And sometimes we lose that element and we forget that the food brings us together and it's something that we should enjoy and we should do. Now, caveats, obviously, if you have an event or a competition coming up, sometimes you've got to be a little bit more strict, but I don't think it's the best time to be putting yourself into a competition around so much temptation anyway, uh, although there are obviously always caveats and exceptions to the rule. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that we have a family or whether it's friends and it might be a small family, it might be a big family, it might be one you've adopted, one you've created, but that passion, that community, that connection, that culture that comes from the food is really vital. And a lot of people sometimes overlook that and there's nothing wrong with being able to just relax a bit, exercise some flexibility and be able to enjoy it a little bit more without being too rigid in your mindset, especially for those of you who listen to the podcast that are very fitness orientated, uh, which is good but something that you must learn and something I make a point of teaching all my clients very early on is understanding how the fundamentals work but also how to apply them in the real world where we can actually maintain uh, a sustainable lifestyle and a good relationship uh, with it as well. So that is kind of a theme, an overarching theme to keep in mind uh, through this conversation, also for your life with food as well, that it's not just fuel. Uh, As much as it is fuel, it's not just fuel, it's multifaceted as always, and you know, it means different things to different people, to different cultures. Okay, my next point is equilibrium and homeostasis. So hang on, water. Now I said I wasn't going to use any big words, but... Um, They might sound big, but they're really simple. So equilibrium and homeostasis have a crossover. Equilibrium equates to as many coming in as going out. So it's same state, you know. So for example, the world keeps equilibrium because people are dying, but people are also being born. And homeostasis relates to keeping the balance between when something fluctuates, there is an opposite and equal reaction, which usually pulls it back in or overcompensates. So over time, it brings it back to its same state. And what I mean by that is when this relates to this time and this period, if you are going to gain some weight, which you may do, okay, because you're going to eat a little bit more food, you might move a little bit less depending on your job, depending on what you're doing, how much time you have off, you know, your metabolic rate, your activity. There's so many factors, guys. Um, Oftentimes, we forget that the body's clever. Uh, Depending on how much excess we eat and how much less we do, that weight gain might be very acute. And a lot of weight gain is due to increase in sodium, to increase in glycogen by carbohydrate. It could be a lack of energy expenditure. Hell, it could even be the accretion or the start of the creation of more muscle tissue if you're training hard around this time. So there are many, 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 many things that affect weight. It's not just fat mass and it's not just lean tissue. There are a multitude of things. So when you jump on the scales, 
it's not just, oh, I've lost fat, gained fat, lost muscle, gained muscle. There are so many more elements. So you want to remove that bias if you are someone who looks at it from a perspective that is binary because again it's very unhealthy it's multifaceted and being okay with a little bit of weight gain because it's not just fat it might do you the world of good and it will all equal out if you have had a big day where you've ate a lot of food more than likely the day after or the preceding hours you're probably not going to want to eat as much and i'm sure yes there's individuals that will but unless you've got an eating disorder or you're someone who has been in a very starved or dieted state, you're generally going to stop. You're going to be satiated. And you don't have to just eat to the point of being sick. Some of us do this. I used to do this. Uh, it's something that I don't do anymore. And it was not because I was starved or you know I was in a very low body fat state. It was just because I am greedy. <laughs> quite frankly um i eat a lot of food i can eat a lot of food but nowadays i sort of think about it i, I enjoy it a little bit more and and i'm like oh, am i actually do i do i want more like i've had everything i've eaten a lot of food do i want more and if i do i do but oftentimes i go no that that's enough or i'll save myself for something else or dessert and that way uh, i feel a lot better and i'm not sort of just putting excess food in my body that i don't need to um but sure enough, I'm still enjoying everything uh, around this time as well. And then the preceding months after that, you will find if you look at trends, uh, and again, this does fluctuate, that people will generally, with the new year, they want to get back in shape again and they'll start moving more and they'll, they'll end up going back to where they were for those who have gained excess body fat or a little bit more weight over that time uh, as they come back into work, as they get back into the gym or they might set New Year's resolutions. So oftentimes it, it does equal out, um, especially for the health conscious mind as well. And we do forget that. Uh, it's okay to add a little bit of body fat from time to time, even if it's not exactly where you want to be. You're not going to um, cause any massive detrimental effects unless obviously you're someone who's very, very overweight and then that's a different scenario. So I wanted to address that because it's something that when it was made aware to me, it was something that's not that obvious, but it generally just happens, especially for those of you who are into fitness and I imagine most of you are because you're listening to this podcast. All right, the next point is food avoidance, psychology, and self-image. And this is quite an important one because of a few factors. Now, this could be a rabbit hole, but I'm going to streamline it as best as possible. But there are a lot of people out there that have mild eating disorders, bad relationships with food, and or self-image. And it's something that can creep up on you. It's something that can be not so obvious and it is real. It's something that needs to be addressed, especially if you want to create a better relationship and a healthier one for the long term and remove a lot of stress in your life and expectation too. So this can come from your upbringing, depending on, again, where you were brought up and what the rules were and how your family operated you know you have to eat everything on the plate or perhaps you came from a, a family where there was food was scarce and you had a lot of brothers and sisters so it's like man you know what it was always like get food get food get food or it could have been a reflection on your parents they might have had you know discrepancies in their life which have rubbed off on you but i think a big culprit is social media 
uh, especially in this part of the world where it's very warm. Most of us are wearing little clothing. And the expectation now, uh, especially on the media platforms, is that you have to look a certain way. And I want to remind you and underscore that that is a very minute percentage of the population that look as they do. And a lot of the time, they're not transparent about how they look they don't look like that all the time or perhaps they're getting assistance from other substances uh, illegal illicit and performance enhancing and the like and something i always talk about is because people say well that's all well and good alex but you 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 look fairly good on the gram and uh, the reality of it is uh, i do but the also the other reality is those pictures are generally taken when i'm in my like I'm posing I've got the best lining up photographers etc uh, and I'm very transparent about that because I want to be able to put forward really high quality images but then the content that is paired with it is very real it's very potent is very transparent about that and this is why I'm talking about it now but I also I'm passionate about that because I do believe that you can look better than the average um, despite all of your genetics and excuses and if you understand these concepts and apply them for a period of time and you do want to look and feel a certain way you can look exceptional but that comes with consistency and it comes with understanding things now there's people who get there and do it in a way which in my opinion is not healthy by starving themselves constantly doing things that are unsustainable with training they're doing hours and hours of cardio they're using again illicit substances and you don't have to do it uh, when you see me on um you know whether it's youtube whether it's instagram uh, i i've never used any performance enhancing drugs uh, i'm proud to say i don't look down on people who use them but i think um unfortunately they can sort of influence people in the wrong way especially if they're not used correctly but you need to know that you don't need them and you can do it naturally you can be very strong you can be very large you can be very lean and you can do it in a way that is sustainable but you do not need to be comp prep shredded all year round and uh, the reality of it is i'm not as lean as most people think but over time if you gain muscle and you understand nutrition and you eat food and you cultivate the body and you are smart with your training protocols you can look the goods um all of the time and everyone can do it you might not look as good as your favorite instagram model but again we are all different we've all got strengths we've all got points of improvement so avoiding food and playing you know over and over in your head what you think you should look like and letting that affect your behavior and how you interpret um, everyday life is going to be a thing that if you don't get it under control it will severely hinder you and you need to understand that again if you're spending a lot of time on social media and only looking at you know that top percent you're setting an unrealistic expectation for yourself um, especially considering the way most of those uh, individuals go about it but at the same time you can do it in a way which is flexible sustainable and enjoyable which is what i'm all about with my coaching and there are some amazing individuals who are also preaching that as well i.e my guests on the podcast and the people who i collaborate with okay so the next couple of points will fire through are energy balance tactics so these are the things that you probably want to know that you can implement straight away around this time or any time where there is an increase or an abundance of food uh, at the ready and you know 
I'm gonna, I've gone over these so many times, so I'm just gonna keep them simple. There, there are quite a few, but I'm just gonna go through the main ones that you can use. So rule of thumb is if you've got an event coming up where you know, you're gonna have more calories and you're someone who does actually want to allocate for that. So again, you wanna stay more conservative or perhaps again, you are in a more dieted state or you know that you have a tendency to overeat um, and you, you don't wanna do that, then I would say make sure you're allocating calories towards uh, that day. So for example, you might the day off have a lighter breakfast or depending on when the meal is, you might have a lighter lunch or a lighter dinner. And then that's a really easy way to offset your daily energy intake balance. So for example, it might be, hey, I'm gonna have a heavier breakfast or a heavier lunch or a heavier dinner. So the other meals are gonna be a lot lighter or I'm only gonna have you know two other protein feedings and I'm gonna keep it really simple for that particular day. Uh, the other main tip, if you like, or tool that you can use is creating a bigger energy deficit or creating the balance over a longer period of time. So for example, you may be someone who wants to take a couple of hundred calories off each day. Now there is a bit of a rule to this one because you don't want to take more than 20% of your calories away from each day purely because then you have a tendency to want to overeat and you can um, increase hunger even more by not providing enough calories uh, for each day. But say you take away one to 200, again, it depends on how many calories you want. The more you have each day available, the more you can spare generally. And then by you know the end of that week, or whether it's a three day or four day or seven day period, you know, you've got an extra 1,000 to 2,500 calories um, min max, which can definitely help. Now, it doesn't mean you have to eat all those back. It's not a race. Um, and again, if you take too many away, you might find that you spike hunger to the point where you've increased the pressure to eat and then you overeat because you're so hungry. So you can also uh, have a high protein meal or feeding before the big meal, which will generally stave off and suppress hunger or even a protein shake. You'll be amazed at how well that works just to put that on the stomach and um, give yourself something to be going on with, but also protein being the most thermogenic nutrient and also one of the most satiating meaning filling it can often just give you that buffer you need to not overeat but again if there's deeper rooted issues there that's where you've got to go back and perhaps speak to some practitioners about that and address them yourself whether that's from a media perspective or psychological or a physiological perspective as well um, which is individual uh, on each term uh, the other thing that you can do as well is just being mindful, like understanding your foods, which is generally something you want to do when you get into health and fitness. For example, understanding what foods are high calorie, low calorie, and you might go, oh, okay, well, I want to try a little bit of everything generally. I want to try a bit of that, try a bit of that, but I know that if I'm going to have more of this, maybe I have a little bit less of this, etc., uh, and vice versa. So depending on where you are in the world and what types of food you have available, um, you know, what your family cooks or what you decide to have, you may change and alternate those quantities and the types of food that you have because you go, okay, well, the Christmas cake is going to be loaded. I'm going to have a little less of that if you're someone who wants to be a little bit more conservative and perhaps I'm going to fill up a little bit more on the vegetables or the roast veggies at that particular dinner, etc. But again, ultimately, it comes down to you and what you want to do. But having that 
guideline or that awareness uh, which is generally taught early on when you're understanding food groups and categories and perhaps doing some tracking that will just become automated as you become more skilled and gain more experience now the last two points uh, we've got two more performance goals and this one is on the opposite side of nutrition more training and specifically if you're going to eat more over this time which you generally will and you may have more time off work and most of you who are listening probably still want to train then why not use those extra calories to fuel performance goals for example depending on where you are in your training or your programming you might go for some pbs you might have some extra time in the gym and extrapolate your training sessions you might have some harder weeks you might have more energy so you do more sets and reps and build that intensity up and having that extra fuel on offer is something that's really going to help you drive for those performance goals which could ultimately reduce stress in the body especially if you're someone who has been withholding from calories and also drive performance and start again to create more new muscle tissue if size is your you know endeavor or if you are a performance-based athlete you may start to hit some pbs whether that's from an endurance perspective whether that's an anaerobic perspective etc so at the end of the day that's where the food can come into fuel and you can use that as well so something to keep in mind i think we all forget you can have some of the best training sessions when you know christmas dinner is well and truly in the tank and glycogen stores are full you know sodium hydration etc and um you know, you can really, really push the needle in the right direction. And the last point is the big picture perspective, which kind of encompasses and ties and wraps all this up nicely in terms of in the end and in the big picture, you know, it's not going to be over in one segment, in one day, a couple of days, two weeks, whatever it might be. It's about consistency over time and this is why it's very critical to understand the key concepts of energy balance and training and and all of those other things so that you can be flexible at this time of year and knowing that one meal isn't going to make or break your success and there are no magic foods which i often talk about as well and that you know enjoying yourself and even having a bit more of a rest for those who perhaps don't get to train because most of us are avid trainers and perhaps we don't implement deloads or perhaps we train too hard too often or we don't even have a week off which believe it or not can be good from time to time to just get away from the gym do something different it might not even be not moving it could be you know what i'm gonna go and ride my bike i'm gonna go for a surf you know or i'm gonna drive my car or whatever hobby or interest you may have that is different it may induce exercise or it may not because you're just going to have a little bit more time to rest the body which can do the world of good and it can give you time to miss the gym and therefore reignite the passion as well so there's no right or wrong in the grand scheme it's whatever it means to you and what depicts that is your ethics your values and your goals so start with the end in mind and reverse engineer it so if you're someone who loves the gym yeah you know what maybe stay in there i do i don't do it because i have to i do it because i want to and if i can't get to the gym it's no biggie um it's no stress but if i can i will because i enjoy it but the problem is is if it's the wrong way around where you feel you have to go and uh, i did see a lot of people doing some excessive amounts of cardio over this time in the gym and i could see they just really weren't enjoying it and you could just see the guilt um in their face that they thought that they had to adopt because they'd obviously get 
you know, a lot of food and perhaps they restrict and restrain themselves on a regular basis because their relationship with food or the understanding of it is not quite aligned. And it's such a shame where, you know, having a reshuffle, perhaps taking a step back and understanding things a little bit more broadly could leave them in a place where they don't feel they have to do hours of cardio in between the Christmas period, um, especially inside and indoors when in, here in Australia you can be outside enjoying the weather, spending time with loved ones and all your family and swimming and, and doing other things and perhaps when you are in the gym doing something a bit more intelligent and um, strength training. <laughs> you can do a lot of cardio outside but whatever floats your boat, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Guys, I'm going to leave it there. I hope that you enjoyed this solo podcast. It's just me on a bit of a rant with some key points and key takeaways. Uh, as always, if you like these episodes, give me some feedback. Let me know if you want more of them. I will probably do another one uh, just after the new year, just on some of my best uh, experiences, tools and takeaways for success. Uh, because I know a lot of you are going to be rampant on uh, smashing some goals. Uh, it's not the whole new year, new me. As I always say, a new year will bring with it a new day, more challenges and more wins that it's always ever changing and the best time to start is always now but for those of you who would like to be armed with some more tools and you want to make a positive change I will share with you some of the things that have helped me achieve a lot of success and continue to do so which I know you will find very very valuable okay guys once again have a lovely Christmas have an absolutely fantastic new year stay safe and uh, of course, until the next episode, stay fearless.